Hello, it's me, it's me, it's Nathan, welcome to the Naked Men podcast, Ben. Hi. Hello, my servants, how are you? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not so bad, not so, not so bad, not so bad, I'm really enjoying life, it's great. Yeah? Yep, I love being stuck inside. Christmas tree, which is nice. Hmm? A little birdie just told me you bought a Christmas tree recently. Yep, did buy a Christmas tree recently uh it was, it was great i had minimal involvement in purchasing the christmas tree oh yeah yeah the old and chain yeah i pretty much what what actually happened because before i did say it to you i bought a christmas tree that is yeah. only half true because what really happened was i was told to buy a christmas tree sure yeah <laughs> uh which okay. is what happened and thanks thanks to the magic of uh amazon prime Mm-hmm. I now have the Christmas tree. In less than 24 hours. Less than 24 hours from being told to buy it to it arriving upon my doorstep. Very amazing. Uh, this, so, uh, socially distanced, of course. Not. It's really, it's really awkward. They like knock on the door, and you'll answer the door at the minute. And because everything has to be socially distanced and stuff, the delivery driver will be like three meters away from you. Really? They'll be like on the pavement, Mars waving. They'll be like, "Is that all right?" And you're like, "Yeah, probably. I've not opened it. <laughs> like, I've got no idea." And then they they can't get signatures in a minute, so they just take a picture on their weird like notepad thing. So you're just like looking dishevelled because uh, you're locked down, so you look like shit because oh, yeah, you, sure. you don't care about your appearance anymore. So they've probably just got millions of pictures of people looking awful <laughs> whilst they awkwardly hold an amazon parcel <laughs> from like three meters away that's quite awkward it's really funny uh but yes yes a little birdie told me that you stole a small child's christmas tree i, I did I've, i haven't done that for years but i should but i haven't done that for years but i, should, I really should I just steal a Christmas tree from somewhere. Here's what you do, then. You um, you go and sit somewhere in public with a Christmas tree. You uh, look for a couple who are clearly on a first date. And you walk up to them and just go, you left this at mine. <laughs> and hand <laughs> one of them a Christmas tree. And then just walk off. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> that's, that's more losing it. I mean, that, that's just my Sunday anyway. That's why I do different items. I do it with like ovens. I do yeah. it with irons. This was our um, this is our reality TV idea from like six yeah. weeks ago. I'm uh, recycling yeah. jokes. That's how lockdown. That's the point. Lockdowns reached. <laughs> I mean, doesn't everyone? Uh, so yeah, that's what I do anyway. But this time, maybe I can make it uh, merry, make it thematic on the Christmas idea. So yes, I will hand out baubles, maybe some stockings. Yeah. Are you going to be wearing the stockings? Yeah, I'll be wearing stockings, some oven mitts, and a Santa beard. That'll be it. Ah, yeah. Right. Let, let's let's go on to the important business. Uh, how is Miles Morales? Miles Morales is pretty dope. If you love, if you like, love like everyone should, uh, Spider-Man PS4. I guess that's the name. Is it just Marvel Spider-Man? The one that came on PS4 like two years ago. The first game I ever 100 percented, which I was like semi-proud of, but it's not a hard game to 100 percent. And um, yeah, so it's just it's kind of just more of that in a way. You get some new gadgets, you get some 
you get like camouflage, you get the venom strikes, which are like actually in canon. That's what Miles has. He's got these. He's, he's, he's the strongest Spider-Man essentially. He could he could do like yeah, he could punch people with like electricity essentially. Um, and you get that stuff, and it does change it up a little bit. There are different moves you can use. Also, stealth is like way easier now. You just disappear like straight away. Whenever like whenever a guy sees you, because it's the stealth section is very akin to Batman Arkham sort of thing. There's mm-hmm. stealth sections in um, Spider-Man as well. But they're kind of really easy now because you can just go invisible whenever you want. It's, it, literally, you can. And uh, it's not like you, you've got to wait for a second before the. Because the guys are like the the guys you're trying to take out, like shoot around or whatever. But it was like you just go, you can just sneak sneak around, invisible or what, do some takedowns or whatever. But it is self sections are a lot less threatening now because you can. In the in the Spider Man, they were actually really really well done because Spider Man is not the most strong character in the world. It was very it was very 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 similar to the Arkham stealth sections, and which I love, which are my favorite parts of, of that game. And um, yeah, so but then I'm just super easy. That's maybe my only gripe. The side activities are way better because you literally get like an app, like your friend installs Miles's friend installs like an app, which is called like the friendly neighborhood Spider Man. So everyone, you get like notifications for like activities or like side missions you can do, and you can like scroll through them. And they're actually way more interesting now. They feel a bit more like side missions than they did in the original Spider-Man PS4 game, because a lot of them spent like just like oh things to tick off the list, you know, collectibles to get, around a crime to stop here or whatever. But now they're like a little bit more story involved into them. They're a lot of the times you, you find like an interesting story. It takes like half an hour in these side missions, which is kind of cool. It's definitely better. Uh, so yeah, Spider-Man Miles Morales, just more same, but that's very, in my opinion, a fucking great thing because I love that game. I love both of them. And yeah, my, the story is great. It's very, very different from the story of the original. It, it, it shows what a different character Miles Morales is to, to Peter Parker, which is really good. And I love the fact they haven't made him sometimes, this is me going a bit for but sometimes Miles Morales, they just depict him as the really, really, very similar character, uh, personality to Pete Parker. When it shouldn't, they're just, they're both smart characters, but just very smart in different ways. Pete is, is more of a scientist, and Miles is like an artistic guy, like a, like a, a music sort of guy. He's, he's more, he's more stylistic, he's, more, he's got more style to him than Peter does. But Peter is like an inventor, essentially. So, yeah, I this is like a 10 out of 10 for me. Like, I have no gripes for it. Miles Morales, if you love Spider-Man, PS4, just get this game. Just do it. Do it. Just go out there and do it. Pause this podcast and go buy it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just buy online. You don't even have to pause this podcast. Just go online and buy it. Ooh. Legend. Have That's you got it on disc or download? Disc. Oh, old school. I like it. I'm old school. <laughs> I have one game on disc. Is it Assassin's Creed Valhalla? No, it's Assassin's Creed Odyssey. No, ah. not Odyssey. Origins. The oh, Egyptian yeah, one. Good. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Hmm. Uh, but no downloaded Valhalla. I don't buy discs anymore. I'm lazy. I don't even go outside to get Christmas trees. Fair enough. No, I... 
bet 99% of the world doesn't. Hope, no, uh, do I hope that? <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't care, actually. I'm just feeding Jeff Bezos. Yep. What a cool okay. guy he is. What a cool guy. Uh, but let's, let's move on to, to Valhalla. Uh, this yeah. is still going to be kind of like, I guess this is probably going to be a review in progress that's just going to sure. expand like the next five weeks of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 2022, I finally finished it, mate. Yeah, finally finished it. Uh, it's, for me, I'm loving it. I'm a bigger Assassin's Creed fan than you. I'm sure you are happy to admit that. Yeah. Uh, do you admit weakness? <laughs> I do. I admit weakness every <laughs> uh i'm i'm loving it i think it's awesome the story is interesting uh these side missions with the mysteries and the wealth stuff uh is fun my only thing is as i said to you just before the recording sometimes with the mystery ones the people will tell you what they want i'll start moving because i have a terrible memory i'll be like fuck what did this person want and i haven't worked out a way to get them to repeat it and i can't find codex thing or anything of like what they actually want. Whereas in the past, when you did side missions, you could just pause and kind of check and find the mission in a list. Oh, Hopefully yeah. they'll add that at some point. It's still a wee bit glitchy yeah. at times. It is. It is. It is. That's what my only gripe with it. Because I, I, how many hours do you reckon you played with so far? At a guess, I reckon I'm probably about, I'm probably only about sort of 13, 14, I reckon. Yeah, I think I'm maybe 10, 11. Um, and I haven't I haven't had this problem, especially with the side missions. But I remember from last when I played, I, I, I still haven't completed Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And I generally really love that game. And I played it for like 70 hours, I think. But so I, something that I, I, after a while, I didn't take side missions because they felt, they felt was really, really similar and redundant. It's like, oh, uh, whatever. Like, it wasn't like a sense of discovery. It was just this, there was like a shit ton of side missions everywhere. And I was like, all right, these are going to be really similar. So, but what, what I find, what I'm finding so far is that you have these, um, you get a sense of discoveries, kind of this random shit you run into is a lot better because you, you know, the map is a lot less informative, but the overall map, like you have three different markers. One is wealth, which is gold. One is a mystery, which is green. And what, what's the actual white one? What's the... That's the artifacts. So it'll yeah. be like tattoo plans or things like that that you'll you'll find. And it's kind of, um, if you guys remember Assassin's Creed 3, where you would be walking around like the cities and there'll be those like, I think they were called animus pages then. And oh, yeah. you would have to like chase them before they got away. This time they don't like fly up into the air or anything like they did in Assassin's Creed 3, making them where you'd kind of see them, you'd see them start their little journey, and you'd be like, fuck that. They actually do stop at a point, you just have to follow them. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, they're artifacts, and there's, there's like, well, I know in the Norway section of the map, there's three of them, mm-hmm. um, and things like that, so, which is fun. Yeah, but it seems like a lot more, while I'm, while I'm enjoying this game, I think more, when I looking back in like a year or two, what I think I like Valhalla more is just like the world seems more interesting lived in. Like I, I know I'm gonna just stumble into a lot more things that seem 
interesting to me. Like, there are a lot more random stories. Like, for instance, I think I, I'm not that far in this story because, um, you know, the story actually works a little bit differently in other Assassin's Creed, I think, because in this one, you stake like a land. You can be like, I want to recruit these people to my cause. Because mm. basically, the main story is like, oh, you're, you're a Viking group. You want to build your settlement and your alliance, your lordship, your ownership of England. So you want to make like alliances or whatever. And like you select like the one I'm on is like called like Gunfordsburg Bridge or something like that. And it's, it's literally like the first one uh, I, I, I selected myself because I'm not that far in the story. And um, and it was like a, a, you kind of just go to these people who own it and like try and make an alliance or something or they try and help them out so they're like oh I'm aligned with you so you get more people in your pockets and more ad- like alliances advantages advantages and shit like that. and uh, yeah I think they're like a smaller story I want to say I think they're only like four or five hours or, or they're a couple of hours if you just streamline it. And then you move on to making alliances with different groups. Um, so yeah, but yeah, the story is, I've actually found all the characters quite interesting that I've met so far. Like I found, um, the, the, the one I started with is this woman called Soma, who has three different, um, she has an inner, inner circle. And she has to take, you start by taking like her, her city, and then you... Um, and yet she believes one of the inner circle is actually a traitor. So you go and like investigate each of the inner circle. And uh, that, I actually found it really interesting. I found all the, all the people I met along the story so far quite interesting. And I, like, I feel like it's going to be a little bit lesser stories. And actually it feels like maybe more work has gone into that. Maybe the writing or the, the initial dialogue. I think it, it, it had to because I think with this one, I, I understand the point you're you're making there is that there's kind of short stories that lend into the big story there's not like just one line this is your story follow do these quests and get there you can kind of weave and everything like that you're making your alliances um to help your people you're building your settlement up and eventually you're going to get to this main point it's kind of like in a way that mass effect would tell its story where there would be this you could streamline the mass effect 2 story for instance Um, you didn't have to do all the side bits where you recruited people and you built that massive team yeah Uh, there were some bits that you had to do Mm. but you could have just stream you can just streamline it um and everything like that but it's these short stories that are aiming towards this goal and it is different to the ways assassin's creed has kind of told its stories before i think in odyssey it did it a little bit but most because there was two branching stories in odyssey there was the one that was like who am i who's my dad and everything like that um and the family story and then there was also the big war that was going on but the side you're right the side missions in odyssey didn't like they were fun to play but they didn't change anything like if you didn't do them nothing changed you just didn't get as many experience points whereas the things you seem to do in valhalla so far do seem to matter like mm. with all these stories and i think that's something that definitely needed to change as fun as the odyssey ones were because the characters were so vibrant and um engaging valhalla has done that and also made like it seem like it matters 
yeah, if that makes cool. sense. Like, yeah, definitely. And I, like, yeah, as going back to the point, like, I think it's more, there's this discovery aspect of it is very, a lot more in tune. Like, it, it's always there. And I think it's going to be persistent because I'm only, like, maybe a tenth of the way through the map of England. And I know you can actually go to Valhalla as well in this game. Yeah. I, I've no idea how big that is, but I've never, I'm not even, I'm not, I've never even been there, like, not even close. Um, so, yeah, so I feel like that's going to maybe retain throughout the story, throughout, like, my, whatever, my, my 70 hours of that whole <laughs> yeah. uh, Or more. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I generally really loving this game. The combat, to me, isn't amazing so far. Like, a lot, I, I like it. It's decent, but it's not, like, incredible. You know, it's not, like, the combat is kind of, it seems a little bit minor sometimes. But. I think with it, it's they've looked at see again. I know I'm talking about Odyssey and Origins and stuff loads, but I've played those ones all the way through, so I know them better than this game. Um, sure. It feels like this; those two characters, and I can't remember the Egyptian guy's name, and then Cassandra, because no one cared about the uh, Deimos or Alexios. Yeah. Um, they were very like light. Oh, yeah fast warrior characters so the combats yeah. were so crisp whereas you're a viking so you're a lot more heavy sure and like your armor the armor of a viking is a lot bigger so they have slowed it down but at the minute hopefully they might patch it a little bit but it does feel very clunky at times especially when you're doing heavy attacks i think heavy yeah. attacks seem really like about 70 percent of the time they work and the rest of the time it's kind of just you just see your adrenaline go down you're like i don't even know what just happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is like but one thing what you want to just shout out for the game the the idea of collecting books of knowledge i really like because you you have a um, you have a skill tree which is very similar to like nine majority of games out there you get you level up you get skill points you can set them or whatever and you can unlock like moves through the skill tree you can lock some stuff you can i think one i've got is like backstab you can do more damage to the back or like advanced assassination big stomp have you got the big stomp yeah, where you just yeah, fucking two foot someone in stomp the face yeah never enemy falls to the floor you can press that r3 and just stomp to their face that, that's nice but the the flashy moves the kind of the badass moves you have to find in the world you have to yeah. just have to actually pillage them you have to um go around and like find them in places which I really like because it's not just you selecting something. It's like a little bit of a story involved. Like, this is how I learn. Like, one-on-one, -on -one I think I've got the Valkyrie dive or something like that. And it's uh, where you... I've only picked up six so far. But all of them seem pretty great. And, um, yeah, I, I just really like that idea that you have to go find your special moves in the world. You have to... There's a story tied to how you got them. What do you think of the raids? Uh, I've read a lot. That's probably mostly what I've done. I've already probably about four hours in the game. I like them. I don't... Um, they're not as good as I thought they'd be, maybe. Cause, maybe because they show... I remember watching a pre... Um, a um, pre-release video. Or like an E3 video or whatever. On it. And it seemed like raids were going to be like more intense. A little more, more like badass. Like, you can do it, but... It's uh, sometimes it feels just like all right. I'm just I'm just gonna kill a bunch of people. Like, I'm just, I'm just gonna assassinate several people and then I'm gonna go loot some houses. 
But sometimes it's like feels like, oh, those are my those are my soldiers are with me. I'm gonna go raid a village and then we're gonna go burn a shit shit ton of houses. Like I think mm. half the time they're really fun. And half the time it's like, yeah, whatever. I do like the fact that they've included it in kind of just in the the gameplay. And what I mean by that is you don't press raid and then there's like a cutscene and then it loads. Kind of how again going back to odyssey where you'd pick the final battle for an area and you'd go there and then it would have to load and it would throw you in the middle of this war and suddenly you'd be surrounded by like 200 people and you're like where the fuck were these people when i walked into this area they're just now they've all just turned up (laughs) now it's like you just press raid and your boat just fucking charges this area if you're on the boat and then everyone just jumps off the boat and then you're like, why are there only six people in this place? <laughs> this place is massive. <laughs> you just kill all six of them and it's like, done. Yeah. No, no. Um, so it does feel, it It almost, looking at what I know about Vikings, it kind of feels like the way Vikings would do it, where you'd just be like, I'm just going to go fucking kill everyone over yeah. there. Uh, it's just got some nice buildings. Just go fucking burn it down. Yeah, yeah just burn it down. <laughs> but... It is great. As, as we play more, which I'm sure we're going to uh, across the next few weeks, we will cover more of it mm. and get and kind of finish finish the story and everything and find out what all those visions meant and everything like that. But I would definitely say go pick this game up. I think 100%. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. If you like just open world games, like just try it out. It is buggy as shit. Like, I'm not going to lie. It is buggy as hell. Like, there's been so many times when I've raided for a lot of the campaign so far. And there's been literally like three different times where, you know when you have to you raid and there's like the, the, the chests that take two people to open? Mm-hmm. Three different times I was like um, pressing the button to be like open, like call for help or whatever it is. And like so one time someone came and it was just like stuck in the animation for ages and ages. <laughs> and like two times no one came. Like I was just sat there for literally like five minutes until no one came to help me. So I'm like, all right, yeah. I guess I'll reload this this raid. So it is buggy as hell, but it also is it's sort of it's very much like a Bethesda game, really. Like it's great to explore. Like it's awesome it's very much like Assassin's Creed by Fire. Bethesda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <at times. laughs> and uh, maybe that's why I love it because it's like the story's great. The yeah, combat is <laughs> it literally is. What I'm about the truth, the combat's a bit clunky, the discovery aspect's awesome, the world's interesting, the story's great, the characters are good, and it's glitchy as hell. Like, literally, you're describing a Bethesda game. So you're describing Skyrim. Yeah, you are. <laughs> the only thing you're missing, you just can't be a mage. That's literally all that's missing. <laughs> no dragons. No dragons yet. Let's, yeah. not rule, let's not rule it out yet, but yeah just i i pretty much agree with you which i hate to do but um yeah i think they're gonna smooth it out like as time goes on and again it's that modern gaming thing where you're like they shouldn't be it 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 isn't it's like 99.9 percent finished which isn't bad for a modern game getting released at full price usually they're like half done and then they're like well we're just gonna patch it yeah, but I, I think a great step forward for the for the franchise. Uh, yeah. And it is interesting learning things about Norway. It is. Like, I, to pull it back to our two reviews, I was so excited for um, 
Spider-Man Miles Morales because Spider-Man PS was like one of my favorite games, and I didn't didn't think I was going to get Assassin's Creed until like maybe next year because Cyberpunk's coming out in a bit, and I was like, uh, I've got too much on my gaming schedule, and I'm probably more excited to play Assassin's Creed, which I'm, I'm only when I've got like a shit ton. I've played more of Assassin's Creed than I have in Miles, so that, I think that says a lot. That's a big compliment. It is. That's a huge compliment. But wouldn't it be fun if they put they just kept changing genres of Assassin's it Creed? Like we've now we're now into an exploration uh, phase where we just exploring giant maps. It started out as like a, a let's not talk about the first one actually. That was just a bit of a mess. The second one it was more like kind of a stealthy stealthy yeah, game like that. And I think more things should be brave enough to swap genre. Absolutely. And more franchises, they should be braver with what they're looking at. And they, sh- mm-hmm. they should be like Silent Hill. Yeah, sure, it's a horror. What if it was a rom-com? I mean, uh, yeah, Triangle is a sexy man. He is a sexy, sexy man. Uh, so that's what we're going to do this week on the show. We're just going to talk about some franchises that we think need to be braver and bolder and give a different genre a go. Mm, uh, so ben do you want to kick us off who needs a change oh, who needs a change i think lord of the rings needs a change he's not gonna lie everyone kind of fucking hated the hobbit trilogy it was a mess and i, I don't think it's anyone's fault but more 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 of the studio behind it was it warner brothers or whatever um but lord of the rings is kind of like no one gives a shit about it anymore really no one gives a shit about lord of the rings not gonna lie it's, no, no it's kind of a dead franchise. And even though it was like the original fran- uh, fantasy thing in a way. So, I want to bring it back. I want it to be uh, updated. Lord of the Rings as a sitcom. As, so, we've got some characters. We've got three wizards. Gandalf, of course, obviously. Uh, Saruman and Radagast are the three wizards. Gandalf is like the gentle but... Slightly pretentious, like wimpy guy. He's like, he's really nice and kind, but he's such a pussy. And he's like, really like, he thinks he's smarter than most people. And um, and he's a bit of a wimp. So we've got uh, Saruman. He's the bad boy. He's also trying to prank or slash murder the others. He was, he was always coming up with different schemes. You know, he's like, oh, we can get rich screen schemes or whatever. And sometimes he grows his nails out and just murder someone. And we've got Radagast, which is the weird, like, brown wizard in um, The Hobbit, which I had to look up, like, two minutes before we started recording. Yeah, his name See is the Radag- guy who's, like, mostly a plant? Yeah, I think so. Oh, uh, that guy. Yeah, he's, he, like, I swear he, like, rides wolves in one of The Hobbits or something like that. He's like, he's a, like short... a it's like a say like if, if we're putting it in Naruto terms, he's like a sage, basically, or he's, like, one with nature. Pretty much, yeah. If you're more familiar with Naruto than Lord (laughs) of the Rings. (laughs) (laughs) One person got it. (laughs) Yeah, well, Radagast is like the wild card, the fucking mental one, the the sage. He's Charlie from, you know, Always 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 Sunny Sunny in Philadelphia. He's the mad one. (laughs) Radagast is the mad, quirky wild card. Also, we've got uh, Aragorn, who's like the, he thinks he's great, but he's just like a fucking idiot. Like he thinks he's really clever <laughs> and everyone loves him, but he's like moronic as shit. He's like Joey in Friends, but dumber and more arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> there's somebody just swings his sword around. I'm the king of Gondor, and there and there was like uh, pissing, taking a piss out of him behind his back. And uh, yeah, we've got um, I can't, I can't remember what Aragorn's uh, wife is called. Is it Arayful? Arayful? Oh, you know what's what's really bad is me and Jasmine girlfriend. We recently rewatched the first two Lord of the Rings, and I can't even tell you what her name is. But she's super weird, and she goes like inverse colors at one point. Yeah, Um, whatever her name, you know, you know, Liv Tyler, the main. No, Liv Tyler's in The Hobbit. And Liv Tyler is no, no, Aragorn's that wife in the main. Yeah, that's not Liv. I know that is Liv Tyler, isn't it? Sorry. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm confusing Liv Tyler with uh, Kate from Lost. Oh, yeah. Whose name I also can't remember. <laughs> God, yeah, so bad she, at me. Yeah, she, she won't know. Evangeline Lilly. That's the one. But Liv Tyler is whatever her name is. I'm not looking at yeah. her. Elf Lady. Uh, Elf Lady. Her. Oh, Arwen, Arwen, that's it. Uh, well remembered. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> she's the, like, quirky weirdo that tries, like, a new diet every week. She's the one that's like, frogs' eyelids are going to be so good for your chakra. And you're like, all right, Arwen, all right, all right. And she's she's Gwyneth. She is. She's Gwyneth as fuck. She's the, uh, what's Gwyneth's uh, company called? Goop. Goop. She's Goop's number one subscriber. She's Goop's number one fan. She so loves Goop, I was saying Goop has product placement all over this show. Oh, yeah. So it's just oh, everywhere. Yeah. For some reason, Gandalf just is wearing a Goop t-shirt in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we've got a, a cast of comedy characters. Not going to lie, I wanted to include more women. But in Lord of the Rings, I'm not going to lie, there's not that many interesting women char- female characters. There isn't. Uh, really... Let's say something else about Lord of the Rings that we noticed yeah. whilst we're rewatching it, and this is this is going to get super super political very quickly. Well, not political, but like social. Uh, no black people. It's true. Like I was trying to build like a diverse cast. I mean, yeah, like, it's not possible, like, is it? They're all fucking white. Everyone's, Everyone's a white. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's weird. It's you know, super it's... weird, right? Yeah. The only one different colours like the orcs and the aurochs, which are depicted as dumb people. Yeah, and they're, they're made of, like, tree sap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone's white, and there's there's only, like, three women in the world. Yeah, there are, actually, aren't there? Well, did... Uh, I was saying, is, is Arwen, like, although, is Arwen, the elves have male and female, like humans? Yeah, yeah, she, she's a full-blown elf, I'm pretty sure. Full blown health. <laughs> 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 yeah, because there's um there's Aragon's wife, there's uh, the yeah. lady, uh the daughter of the king who gets super horny for Aragon. Um sure. oh yeah, yeah, I can't remember what she's called, but she's Yeah, like, she's like a home wrecker. Oh, man, she'll kill you, but I'm not one. Yeah. yeah. And is there another one? And, um, yeah, she, there's, there's the, the, the elf that was kind of fucked up in the first one. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah those, um, two, those are literally only women in like, Lord of the Rings. So, you know. Anyway, it's, a, yeah, it's a proper like white guy's paradise. <laughs> anyway, because of that, all the men are going to be like fucking idiots. So 
I thought maybe because of Samurai Saruman, maybe mischief the the group get like thrown into San Francisco San Francisco in 2022. <laughs> Just to be like this is a new environment. They're gonna get into so many mischiefs and mishaps. They've got, still got the wizard powers, by the way. They've still got all the shit they got in Lord of the Rings. But you know, now in San Francisco. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. I love it. <laughs> It'd be so great. So many people would watch this. It'd be shit, but in a great way. Ian McKellen would have so much fun doing that. He would. Because he's just having a blast in the last, like, in his late career. Mm. He's enjoying a shower life. Like, Cats was terrible, but you can tell he's loving doing it. Yeah, loving telling. Is it Hugo Weaving in uh, Lord of the Rings? Yes, he's uh, Arwen's dad. Uh, we'll get him back. Sure. I've been watching a lot of Hugo Weaving lately because I watched The Matrix the other day. Yeah, Hugo Weaving's pretty great. Like he's always he's a, a good, good villain slash dickhead in the film. He's very rarely like an just out and out nice guy. <laughs> that guy's to real life as well. It's <laughs> <laughs> calling him a dick. Uh, well. One that I actually, first of all, we didn't discuss this beforehand, but I had Lord of the Rings on my list as well. And yeah. I was going to turn it into a comedy as well. Oh, yeah? But I'm not, I'm not, we're not going to make this the Lord of the Rings happy hour. So I'm going to go down to one that no doubt you've got on your list as well, which is, of course, Star Wars. I uh, haven't, actually. My original idea would have been to turn Star Wars into, uh, into like make it into a proper heist movie, and I realized they're all heist movies, they're just badly made heist movies. <laughs> so I started writing that, and then I squibbled it out because I was like, shit, they're already heist movies. So, what do we want to do? We want to give it to Del Toro, uh, Giulio Del Toro, and I want to make a proper out and out weird horror movie. Oh, well, yeah, that's cool, yeah, definitely. I want to put some Jedis. So I don't know a lot about Star Wars and I could have Googled things, but I didn't. Sure. Because that's the effort I put into this podcast. (laughs) So I want to say, like, whatever the next empire is after, because I'm presuming that other Republic, whatever um, Adam Driver's one's called, I'm just going to presume it's dead. Okay, they're dead. So... Of course, being Star Wars, there's going to be another empire okay, or whatever. Sure. The second, the last Republic, the last, the last, <laughs> the last Republic. Republic. <laughs> the next Republic. The new, new Nazis. They're just going to call them neo-Nazis next time. <laughs> just full on neo-Nazis. Um, so I'm going to have them rounding up all the Jedi or anyone who is force sensitive so we're kind of on a planet where we're now in a situation where they can like scan you and work out are you force sensitive and if people are they're just rounding them up yeah and they're just like putting them into onto this one planet that's kind of always on fire um do you know one that's always on fire is there already one not really (laughs) it's a fire (laughs) all right we're on this like fire planet, and they've like oh, dug. Oh un- no 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 no! Sorry sorry. The one in um, where Darth Vader keeps his base. It's uh, in in Avengers Sith when they have the Obi Wan. Yeah, that that's basically a lava planet. All right, but they've built a prison into the lava planet. 
and they're just keeping all the force sensitive people and trying to like break them to convert them to their side or something like that. And then it's just a story. But what they don't know is inside this lava planet, there's like demons and shit Ooh, in there. Wow. So it's kind of like doom. If doom was yeah. inside a lava planet instead of hell. Sure. And so there's like three Jedi's left, the prison explodes, and they've got to get out of like this horror show of the inside of a planet. Yeah. And maybe they're, they're Jedi's, but they haven't got their full powers, right? They're kind of shit Jedi's, right? or shit, shit force sensitive people. Yeah, um, like if Harry Potter was a Jedi, a real bang average <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> like they, they, they've got no weapons. They're just going out there. Yeah. They've got limited powers. Does that you make a better video game than a film? But we're going to make it a film anyway, because that's what we do. Uh, yeah. But because it's Del Toro, we're talking some real fucked up creatures here. Oh yeah, like we seven faces and set yeah. one thing. like shit. Geiger would have drawn, or like things like that, and or uh, Giga, sorry. And they just got to get out of there. So I think it's just a big horror show with like two Jedi's trying to get out of a lava prison whilst demons haunt them. That's really good. There is. <laughs> What I kind of like about it is there's so much of it which is already in in a thing. Like there, there is actually in the Star Wars canon now. There've been actual Jedi prisons in Mustafar, which is a lava planet. Like it would be really easy to make this in the real world. And oh, there are, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there are. Uh, Mustafar is a lava planet. I was trying to think about it. And there are actual demons in Star Wars in different forms. There are like. Some people believe in demons that in the universe. So this could realistically kind of happen. And it's a great idea because like you you have a character who's like just shit. Like, I guess they've been they've, when they were taken from a kid when they were a kid and it's never got to use their force powers and and then it doesn't print a prison for years and years and years. And they think they're like maybe mental. And yeah, just like all this shit is coming out, all this crazy fucking shit. Once in a while they have to deal with an imperial dickhead. Most of it's like, yeah, there's like people also trying to get out people from the new New Republic who Mm. are also trying to get out because this prison is just fucked. It was fine for a bit and then they awoke something. Because what I really, what the idea I got was remember there was going to be that Star Wars game called 1313. Oh, yeah. And they even released like gameplay and concept of it. And then Lucas Studios or something got their video game part got shut down or something by Disney. By that evil yeah. fucking mouse and then um and then it never it never got released and so that's where i got the idea from and i was like well what if it was that but on fire <laughs> basically that's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> i'm thinking i'm thinking uh we get like jamie fox is oh, yeah. one of the jedis down there and then i think it may be tess uh, um who's valkyrie from four oh, tessa thompson is it yeah that's yeah get her as well down there and then, like, the main evil guy, we need someone super whiny because it's Star Wars. He's a big fucking whinger. Mm. I don't know. Probably uh, Scarlett Johansson. Sure. She's well. a bit whingy. Yeah. Uh, she could be, like... She don't get a lot of bad women in Star Wars. No, there is once in a while. There's Asajj Ventress, who's, like, a badass. He's in the Clone Wars. Count Dooku's apprentice, essentially. Mm. Uh, but um, no, you ever had a bad, a bad woman in Star Wars? That's true. 
The only bad woman is, is like fucking in the mainstream films is like Captain Phasma. She fucking sucks. Yeah, that does like, suck. Yeah. But yeah, you just got loads of fucked up creatures down there. And maybe you could have a level where you turn out the demons aren't demons, but it's actually the new New Republic doing genetic mutations and then something got out. Sure. Uh, and then they're just trying to get out of this planet. So it's kind of like... Yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind yeah. of like just a big prison break, but... Yeah. Everything's on fire. Demons and some I, I'm not. I, I just me love it. Like this is a generally good idea. That is something they should do with Star Wars. It just just like show such a different light. You could be like everyone knows what Force powers are. Everyone knows what the Empire and and uh, the I think they are. should stop because they, they've got the main line of movies, which they're going to yeah. carry on. There's going to be another trilogy at some point. But in between that, let's just tell some one-off stories away yeah. from all the main shit. Let's open up this world yeah. into a prison break. Let's bring some demonology into yeah. Star Wars. Okay, you're singing to the gospel. Let's just let's try some weird-ass shit. Let's have a stoner's comedy in Star Wars. Oh, my God. That's such a good idea. <laughs> they should. Oh, that wasn't one of my ideas. I just spitballed it. But, like, they should, really. And, like, they yeah, just take the... With everything, just take it and fucking. Do, oh my god, they should do a road trip movie where yeah. there's these two stoner brothers who like work for this big drug boss in Star Wars, and they've got to get the drugs from one side of this galaxy to the other side of the galaxy. But along the way, so much shit goes wrong. So many hijinks. The massive. So, it's Cheech and Chong, but in, like, the outer rooms of Star Wars. <laughs> it's great. It should just be them. We should just get yeah. <laughs> Just Cheech and Chong, not 90 yeah. now. Pretty sure one of them is dead, but, you know. <laughs> like, eh, All right. Then we on. know who it's going to be. It's going to be James Franco and Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah. And Neil Patrick Harris will be in it at some point. That'd be great. That'd be fucking great. <laughs> no, no, what else is great? Makeover shows. Makeover Ma- shows are great. Do you know what else is underrated and great? The Riddick universe. You know the Riddick universe, the one I'm talking about? Vin Diesel. Oh, Vin Diesel. He was in, uh, what is it? It was Pitch Black. Pitch Black. The Chronicles of Riddick and then Riddick. Good, decent, underrated sci-fi films, in my opinion. They're they're actually pretty good. Pitch Black is actually a, Pitch Black is a good movie. Yeah. The other ones, they're they're quite campy, but they're, they're all right. Um, Yes, yeah, so, but it, it actually, do you know Bindulzu actually knows, owns everything in that universe? Like, he owns the whole thing. It's just all his, like, brainchild, essentially. And that's um, why no one wants to make any more, because no one wants to work with him, because he's such a dickhead. <laughs> I, I can't, I can imagine Bindulzu is such a nice guy. I don't know, anyone that I think The Rock doesn't like must be a bad person. I think it was just some bullshit said, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's probably some ego to him, because... Yeah, anyway, a sidetrack. Riddick, <laughs> as a makeover show, there is a lot of shitty ships in the universe of Riddick, and only like they're mostly mostly really uh, underlit. They're mostly dirty. Mostly got just random shit lying everywhere. Uh, so only a group of tough men can make those flying queens fabulous, baby. So we've got <laughs> as the panel, we're gonna basically do queer eyes. It's queer eyes. <laughs> queer eyes for a straight captain. In the universe of Riddick. So we've got the panel is Riddick. But Riddick is like, he's basically like, just 
like given up. He's not. He's not killing anymore. He's more like Vin Diesel now, just releasing songs every couple of months. This is bored. We've got Rocket Raccoon, who's exactly the same as he was in Guardians. We've got Jonathan Van Ness, who's an actual uh, queer eye guy from uh, the show, and he's just brought into the future. We've got C-3PO from Star Wars, who's like <laughs> probably the character in Star Wars. And we've got Dr. Brown from the, the Back to the Future series. They basically just do renovations on the ship. They say uh, fabulous, they queen a lot, they... I do a lot of gay shit, and I'm going to lie. But they you know, also, uh, yeah, they just, um, they, they take the captain and be like, what's, what's wrong with you? What, how are you? what can you do? Dr. Brown tells him uh, what technology they can add to the ship. c 3 is really, just really mean like, all the time. He just like does like a shit ton of bad jokes. And after a while, he's like, oh, I, I just don't want to be like c 3 pro I'm going to learn not to be like that guy. Rocket Raccoon does... Good joke. Also, he's just very mean. So uh, it's just a, a show about overcoming adversity. And Riddick, like Vin Diesel, just sings a lot. So we've got yeah, you get groomed a little bit, and you get taken the piss out for a bit. And maybe your technology will be improved by Doc Brown. So Riddick, uh, I don't know Riddick, the new queen. Yeah, I think yeah, I can't think of a name, but I like the new queen. Yeah, yeah, the new, the new queen of action. Yeah, the slayer of time. I like it. I like Riddick, and I think it does need to come back. And I think making it into a makeover show is the only way to do it. Because no one gives a fuck about that. I'm not gonna lie, no one gives a fuck about Riddick at the moment. I don't like, think anyone cares about Vin Diesel outside of any fast movies. Yeah, that's kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it makes like 20 million every fast movie release, probably. But, it's, yeah, there's, yeah, that's all kind of always got it going for them. I know there was a Triple X 3 like a year or two ago. Yeah. I just never was watching it. And, uh, no one cares about Neasel. Yeah, so it hasn't really got that much going on. He's the voice of Groot, though, in Marvel. Yes, he probably doesn't even need to work. Like this, is a fa- this is a fast. This is a passion project. Oh Which yeah, definitely. Of the airspace. <laughs> I'd love to see the career eyes, like Rich looking at Vin Diesel, going, "Hmm, you need to sort <laughs> yourself out <laughs> to see what Vin Diesel <laughs> would do." That'd be amazing. I just uh, want to show the dynamic between Rocket Raccoon and Jonathan Van Ness. Be amazing. That would just be perfect. Did you watch the uh, complete aside bit? Did you watch the Snyder Cut trailer? I didn't. Oh, okay. You don't need. It's not really a trailer. Like, it's like someone made it for an A level project because it's just clips from the movie in no real order in black and white. The entire trailer is in black and white. Whilst Zack Snyder's favourite fucking song, Hallelujah, but a weird <laughs> remix yeah. of it, I'm not joking, plays over the top of these much. clips. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the trailer. It's just like each character looking broody as fuck. Really? Whilst it goes, Hallelujah. <laughs> and everything's just in black and white. Wow. 
it's really bad. That's so that's so Zack and Snyder it hurts. That's so typical bullshit. Like it, if it someone's like, oh, what's the justice? If you were gonna uh, predict what a Justice League trailer is gonna be, you would predict this. You would predict like four elements out of it: black and white, hallelujah, slow mo. Like you just, it's like it's fucking boring, dude. Come on. Do it really is. Now, before I do my my next one, and then we ride off into the podcast sunset, this genuinely happened to me earlier whilst I was planning this. I started writing Freaky Friday as a horror movie instead of Star Wars. And I yeah. thought that would be amazing. Imagine if a killer and someone like they swapped, like as they were hunting the person, they're like, I'm going to murder you. And then Freaky Friday happened. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then I realized there is actually a movie of that coming out. So yeah, I don't yeah. know if I saw the trailer and it ended up in my subconscious. Is it called like Freaky as well or something? Yeah, it's a Vince Vaughn movie. So I yeah. think, I don't think it this happened by accident. I think I saw the trailer, didn't remember the movie existed for a bit. And then the yeah. idea was just in my head. Yeah. But also, I don't really like Vince Vaughn, but that is a fantastic idea for a movie. It is. Apparently, <laughs> I've actually randomly watched a review of it. And I was like, oh, apparently it's, it's very, very good. So, yeah. I like the idea, and I kind of like Vince Vaughn. Apparently, he's like very conservative as fuck. He's like almost like a Republican. I might be wrong about this. Yeah, I think he's really Republican, and Kelsey Grammer, who plays Frazier, for those who don't know, is also a massive Republican as well. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some very nice Republicans in the world. Uh, We kind of said that as a negative, but, you know, there's good people of all political sides, you know. Not an extreme. You can have too far away, yeah. people. I mean, uh, on the right, we've got racist. On the extremes right, are racist. On the uh, liberal side, we've got social justice warriors. Basically, the same thing. Really. Pretty much, and that's yeah. where we need battle royale to come in. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, so if you don't know what Battle Royale is, I'm not helping you with that. Just Google it. Uh, so my next idea did c- still come from horror movies, and it's Freddy versus Jason. It's a franchise. It's only one movie, but it was supposed to be more. So I'm counting it. Sure. Um, so, but I want to relaunch it as a love story. Okay. Between Freddy Krueger. Freddy met Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's when Harry met Sally. <laughs> but it's Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees. I love it already. <laughs> and it's just a shot for shot remake. So there's that scene where Sally's pretending to have an orgasm at a restaurant. <laughs> but it's Freddy Krueger. But the best bit is <laughs> unless you're a ch- unless you haven't been through puberty, you can't see Freddy. Oh yeah. <laughs> because he invades your dreams. Sure. So it's just Jason Voorhees who died as a child, which is why he can even though he's a full grown man that's complicated but we don't need to dwell on that can see him and then only kids can see this weird nightmare creature with scissor hands pretending to <laughs> orgasm in a restaurant <laughs> yeah so what the fuck is that yeah, noise so, like what the fuck and it, it's never clear if jason is actually just hallucinating sure. so it, it's never really revealed if freddie was ever actually there so you kind of hope for it. You kind of hope for their love. 
I also questioned with the idea because the final scene of Freddy versus Jason is Jason Voorhees walking off with just Freddy Krueger's head and then his sure. head winks at the camera. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not sure, and I'm going to put it to you, does Freddy get his body back for this movie? Or is he just is he just in love with a head? Oh, oh, maybe, maybe in the beginning they have a bargaining. They're like, oh, Freddy's like, oh, give me my body back. Give me my body back. You know, now you're in love with me. And Jason like, doesn't want to admit it. And, he's, but he, and the audience kind of knows. He like, does some sweet stuff for him. He like, cleans his, brushes his teeth in the morning. You know, he kind of loves it. And uh, eventually, like, maybe he gets like an arm back. Makes him bargain. Just an arm. Yeah. Throughout the movie, there's loads of bargains to be like, oh, can I get my leg back now? Can I get my penis back? Can I oh, you know what? You know what it should be? The big trauma of the movie or the big problem should be Jason has been promising Freddy can get his body back. And then halfway through, you find out Jason doesn't even have his body. He doesn't know yeah, where yeah. it is. So he's yeah. been just lying to him the entire time. Yeah. But it's because Jason thought if Freddy got his body back, then he would leave him. Ah, oh, dude. We should, this should be a real thing. This is real love. Yeah. I mean, this I, does I, feel I, like I, a I, YouTube I, sketch from 2013. <laughs> 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 Better. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we can have like so many different dynamics where Freddy is trying to get his limbs back and he just does something like fucked up with it as soon as he gets it back. Like maybe Jason is like the nicer, more responsible serial killer in this in this instance, and Freddy just like the fucking worst. Freddy's like Ace Ventura on seven lines of cocaine. So just like <laughs> so just like tries to like kill kids as soon as he gets his arms back and Freddy's like naughty naughty chops it off again. Uh-huh. And it, yeah, it goes through very a bunch of different uh, pranks to uh, get <laughs> loads of pranks. <laughs> there should be like there should be a scene where like uh, Jason takes Freddy's head because Freddy's like you should get new hockey masks. You're always wearing the same one, so it's like yeah. Pretty Woman where she's trying on all the different outfits, <laughs> but it's just Freddy Krueger's head on a chair going yeah. Or that looks yeah. nice as he yeah. tries on, but the person working at the shop can't see Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> different blood stained hockey masks. <laughs> yeah, just did loads of different hockey masks and uh, everything like that. But yeah, I just think they deserve love. They do. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, it's so there, there's so much potential for this film. There really is. There's it's just like there's so many ridiculous rom com shit we can make fun of, uh, make Ted Mickey out of. Yeah, there should be like scenes, like mock scenes from all the big uh, rom-coms. Like the final scene should maybe be where Freddy gets his body back and it's like the notebook where it's just raining and they run and hug. Yeah. Jason's um, like, I expect you to leave. And he's like, I'll never leave. Do do, do we bring other horror villains into it? Do we think sure. there should be like, like where <laughs> they break up and like, Jason's yeah. like sleep on we Michael Myers' like couch. Xenomorph <laughs> <laughs> comes in as like a side piece. <laughs> oh my god, they go to relationship counselling and it's a xenomorph who's their therapist. <laughs> Once in a while they hear like a predator and he's like, did you look at his ass? No. <laughs> yeah, the predator could be like a PI that one of them hires to spy on the <laughs> other because they think they're cheating on him. Yeah, <laughs> the whole scene is from the Predator's perspective. It has to go invisible, but it's like, what the fuck is that clicking? Like, ah. So yeah, there should be every other 
horror thing. The Tetris Chainsaw Massacre should like cut him down a tree for Christmas. There should be yeah, he should be place. like the wacky neighbor. Yeah, yeah. You never see his face, but you just keep him like mowing, mowing down trees all the time. Uh, it should be <laughs> like Joseph <laughs> Fritzel should be the other neighbor, maybe. <laughs> 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 there's like conversations and they're like that guy's always in his basement yeah. <laughs> oh this movie would get cancelled immediately oh yeah i'm surprised this podcast has anyone with the balls to green light it has my respect oh yeah i don't think anyone does but you know maybe one in a while maybe i'll i'll write it i don't have the rights for any of these characters but ah, who cares yeah. Uh, copyright can, law doesn't seem well, like yeah, a big we, deal. We can call them slightly different characters. We can call like Jedi, Jedi, Asen. <laughs> Just real Gino. knockoff shit. <laughs> oh, let's do it. But uh, but yeah, have you got have you got one more to throw at us oh, yeah. real quickly, and then we'll ride off into the sunset. Uh, so I think Doctor Strange should be a Sony's movie. It should be, uh, Doctor Strange should be a Sony's film about him, Ant-Man, and maybe Captain Marvel traveling through the multiverse, seeing multiple versions of what the fuck's going on, while, whilst taking mushrooms and a lot of weed. Yeah. No Doctor idea. Strange is so close to already being the perfect Stoner movie, because it's it wacky is. as shit. Like, there's so much weird shit going on in there, but it's just a little bit too much not weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, I get you. There's like 25 minutes or there's like 40 minutes of just mad action scenes, which are great and weird as shit. But there's like an hour of just very normal, monotonous, like, all right. You know what would be a great movie to watch whilst high? Would be that Matt Damon Chinese movie. Oh, really? Yeah, Uh, there's some bonkers stuff going on in there. And it's not too long i think to be a great stoner movie and this is an hour 20 yeah like an hour and hour and 45 is a push for a stoner movie yeah absolutely unless it is mad like if it's insane (laughs) if it's like what's a completely mental if it's 47 ronin yeah where you just got out of nowhere you're like whoa it's just a fucking dragon Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember watching Raid 2 when I was really high and I really enjoyed that because that, that film's like three hours long by the way and it's, it's got some fucking amazing action scenes in it these are just all great movies but uh, yeah Doctor Strange is a stoner movie with Ant-Man just yeah. all the colours of the rainbow whilst they travel yeah. through time as well yeah and I, I don't think it's that far off from being a reality they're doing WandaVision Doing uh, Doctor Strange, the multi view of madness or whatever. Maybe this will be it. Never know. I love it. If they don't have the balls, right, when they make that multiverse movie with Doctor Strange, to have Doctor Strange end up in a universe and the Easter egg is, it's very clearly another Benedict Cumberbatch role. And then he just disappears <laughs> immediately. I'm going to be furious with yeah, Kevin Feige. They should, yeah, yeah, they should have like a Sherlock reference. Or even better, a fucking Smaug reference. I was about to say Smaug. He should end yeah. up in a cave of gold. And just for a split second and then be like, whoa, this is too weird. And then he just leaves again. Yeah, it should. Yeah. That would be amazing. And Martin Freeman is there with like a little dagger. <laughs> God. Oh. 
those are terrible movies. We this is we are the only two people to have spoken about the Hobbit this much for all sure. <laughs> It's true, yeah. No one gives a shit about the Hobbit. No pre- Peter Jackson can't even remember the Hobbit existed. You know what? Because it was a kid's book that was like 30 pages long and they decided to give three hours to each 10 pages. Oh, yeah. It's kind of making a nine minute, nine hour fucking trilogy, which is so much filler bullshit. Yeah. Out of a kid's book. And the first one was the worst. We had this. The first one was like trying to make things funny that aren't like trying to have a musical number about eating. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck off. One of of the biggest crimes in filmmaking history should be the Hobbit's 45-minute opening segment. It's horrendous. (sighs) I don't think I've ever been as bored as that, as watching that. Yeah, and apparently we're furious about it. (laughs) (laughs) But guys, let us know which franchise should return in a different genre name the genre as well don't be lazy uh and you can send that as always to at rogue underscore opinion you can find me at nathan greenaway uh if you like your football or soccer if you're american you can listen to me over at project dits as at project dits d-i-t-s every week on plus added time with the wonderful and very irish dara uh ben where can people find you and tell us about your youtube show uh, you can find me at Tawny, T-A-W-N-Y 100 on Instagram and Ben underscore E-B-E-R-T on Twitter. Uh, I've got a new YouTube show with a couple of friends here called East Meets West. It's a, a show about Eastern, uh, Western guys trying out wet, uh, Eastern experiences and just like putting a, a spin on it, our opinions on it. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We've only got two episodes out at the moment, but a third one should be coming in next week or so. Um, yeah, so check it out. It and we do a bunch of weird shit on it. We all love weird shit. But thank you very much for listening, guys. We'll be back next week, as always. Bye now. Bye.